yo ho 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 and a bottle of uh well, rose today welcome to playstation unchained i am indeed your host again neil bolt joined again by ben shellerville hall i am here as always they keep me in the closet Hello. and wheel me out whenever i'm needed and then put me back in again <laughs> it is a weird life <laughs> he does have an internet connection to be fair and yeah clearly find fancy 14 so it's not all bad well, no, I can't, I can't complain. complain. You're living the best life. <laughs> hmm. um, also joining us today uh, in a, a little trio this week is Gary Bagdazero. I'm here. Welcome me. I did. Hi. I'm sorry, but I'm too busy remembering those amazing biscuits that used to exist. Remember trios? Remember it. Trio. 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 I think I saw one the other week. To be oh, wow. I can't remember. I can't remember why. I can't remember when, but I did definitely see one. I'm sure of that. Oh, so yeah, uh, it's post E3 now. You know, not much has happened. Well, some stuff has happened. Most of it's people whinging, but you know, that's we're not here to talk about people whinging. We do our own whinging. Thank you very much, and it's very good too. Um, let's just check a few bit news bits out for old times that have come in the weeks because there's a few little bits um free fields entertainment who made the people there made burnout series originally um they're making a spiritual successor in the game dangerous driving which i mean when i say spiritual successor i mean to like the original burnout games and that you know there's no like free roaming sort of stuff so that looks rather interesting uh, what else do we have? We saw, God, yeah, little information on Final Fantasy VII Remake, which was basically, yeah, it's going great. Not great enough that we can show it to you yet. It, it, was, yeah. it exists. We promise yeah, it exists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rashid in Street Fighter Five will have the best costume ever um, when he gets an Air Man from Mega Man costume. Um, oh, oh, and Ken gets to dress up as Dante. So that's something, I suppose. Uh, PlayStation Hits range was announced. Basically, the Platinum Collection, but with red boxes. Um, I find it funny, games. actually. The day before this was announced, I was in CEX with a mate, and they were selling like Platinum PS1 games. I'm like, I told him, oh, I remember these, these used to be like 20 quid, the Platinum games. I wonder if they'll come back someday, next day. Oh, classic collection announced. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like back in April I started writing up a story that I'd heard that was oh that this was coming yeah and it was um, but it was for a different region and it turned out it was an old story and I was like fuck it I wasted my time wasted my time and there, here we are two months later it happened anyway so such is life didn't, with that hey Jerry didn't the Platinum 15... Collection have like a red border in America anyway or am I just getting confused with something Have we killed Gary? I think he's in stunned silence from watching the uh, Germany-Sweden game. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? My bad. <laughs> I said, did the <laughs> Platinum Collection have like a red border in Japan, in America? Or was that... I, I remember something about that being... Was it the PS2 era? Platinum Collection. Platinum Collection. Mm-hmm. Like Platinum Games Collection? No. no so, the, the cheap like, brand the of PlayStation games. Platinum. No, it was the greatest hits. The greatest hits was red, wasn't it? 
No, it was never, never red. It was well, actually, what was it? it was green on the PS One. Yeah. I don't think they had one on the PS2. They had it on the PS3 as greatest hits, and that one was red, yes. Yeah. Wow. News. So you didn't have games, the Platinum Collection in games on PS1 and PS2? Not that I could remember, no. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, PS1, it was called Greatest Hits, and they had like a big green slab yeah. on them, which was yeah. cool because they brought out, they brought back games that became rare and hard to find like the yeah. hard copies and then when they re-released them as the greatest hits obviously they lost their value because they re-released them um, mm-hmm. but it was great to to be able to pick up those games without having to pay like 150 bucks for them so. I'm but just happy my memory there. didn't trick me too much because I remember something like that happened but you know I hated those boxes, man. I really did. Those boxes were uh, ugly. Dear. Right, um, looking back at the news, it has been quite quiet-ish, apart from the uh, the big hullabaloo that's been going on this week that we're not going to bother with, because we've discussed it at length. And are very tired. Very, very tired. In fact, we've discussed it on this show before, the, yeah. the whole crossplay thing, um, a couple of months ago, I think, in fact. No, no, don't say it. You'll bring in the people. You'll summon them with your words. Don't just... What? <laughs> like, if I say Gamegate, they'll just suddenly appear like some sort of Hellraiser sequel. <laughs> yes, that's that's how they work. <laughs> uh, we know that Hunk and Tofu will be in the Resident Evil remake which is great yeah it's all good but i want to um, <laughs> there was an april fools that came out uh in a magazine once and i think it was like a game pro i think um yeah where their april fools was there's an unlock to play as akuma in resident evil 2 and they had screenshots of him doing like the hadokens on zombies and stuff <laughs> it was great <laughs> yeah daft well, there's your DLC, oh, Capcom. Yeah. <laughs> Resident mm-hmm. Evil 2 as a game of service. <laughs> what else did we learn in the last week? Uh, AJ Styles is the cover star for WWE 2K19. That's pretty much all we learned. They hold, held a press conference for 20 minutes. Oh, just to tell us that, really. To be fair, it's still more content than the Basidia concert, than the Square Enix conference. I was going to say, whoa, steady. You, you can't. I, I was talking about. The, I was thinking winner. more of the Bestidia stream beforehand. You know, the one where they made people wait twenty four hours to Fair find enough. out that Fallout exists. Time is. And yet, you know what's funny is, despite all that, yeah. more people ended up watching Fallout seventy six trailer than have watched the Fallout four trailer. Real <laughs> uh, About that, and considering the implications of everything in that, like you know how Fallout four got received after it came out. Yeah. And you know the long wait. It's very odd that <laughs> yeah, it's already out doing it in numbers on YouTube. Uh, what else did we learn? Most of this is reviews and stuff, which we'll be talking about in our games played. Um, yeah, crossplay, crossplay. Uh, yeah. Oh, and PS Now games may be downloadable from September, uh, but only PS4 ones because you know infrastructure. Yeah. So yeah, that that was the uh, the main little bits. There's, you know, otherwise it's just lots of people whinging about Minecraft and uh, Fortnite all week. 
So, <laughs> which is handy because neither of those games will be mentioned in what we've been playing. So, we definitely will avoid any further talk of this thing at all. Right, let's see. Um, oh, we can talk about games we played. Ben, I know you haven't got much. Yeah, I haven't got much at all. But uh, by all means, you start. You start. Okay, and, I'll uh, start. Tell... I played <laughs> Overwatch for a bit. Uh, I've been playing with a friend yeah. recently. I didn't really play much because I suck at it, but you know, it's one of those games I don't mind playing occasionally just for fun. Um, and I've been playing Fantasy fourteen. I know everyone's shocked and confused at that statement. Um, but yeah, I finally beat God Kefka, which is turn 08S. And I, I'm very proud of my static because they did an amazing job cover, uh, carrying me. Um, <laughs> now we took a... It, it's taken us quite a few months, I think, to about a month and a half to clear. And now that we've done it, we're going to try and do it again next week if possible and keep going on until we get on farm. It's a good fight and I enjoy it. Even if it is ridiculously hard. It's totally worth it though, Ben. Yeah. You're beating a god, what'd you expect? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Kefka is a god in that game. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the fight is definitely fun. I recommend anyone who plays the game to try and join a group and do it someday because, yeah. Well, I have a question for you then, Ben. After doing that fight and seeing him and all his holy glory in us, does it make you want to play six? Yeah, it does. Uh, just because of him? Yeah, just because of him. Yes. Well, because all the fights are based on six as well, so... Um, but yeah, it's definitely a game I want to try someday. Mm. Uh, there's also an Easter egg in, in 05. What is it? Yeah, 05, that if you've played uh, Fantasy Six, you'll know about it. Only those that have played six will know what the Easter egg is about. So, uh, but yeah, oh, wow. yeah, there you go. So that, that's your list, is it? Yeah, that's my <laughs> list. I play two games. I don't play many games, which is no, funny considering right. I'm a PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, hey, hey, at least my game already has crossplay. <laughs> oh, you had to go there. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand, Gary, that you, you muted yourself because yeah, Germany did indeed just score a last-minute winner as we were playing this. What a what a mad mad! Yeah, I muted myself. I will, I start screaming. My mom freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm so happy that this flat had um, soundproofing walls because otherwise they would have just been confused from the sounds I would have been making when I beat Kafka for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> It's like beating a Dark Souls boss, but with more people. <laughs> uh, almost cool. like the time okay. where I hurt my arm when I pulled the LR trunks. <laughs> oh my god. Hurt your arm pulling on your trunks, eh? Yeah, you hurt your arm pulling up your trunks, aren't it? <laughs> <laughs> on to Gary now that he's over, come over that shock at uh, Germany 
That was crazy. Doing that the do. Crazy. With 10 men, too. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I've actually played quite a few stuff. Um, I reviewed a couple games. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll start with Shaq Fu, Origin Reborn. Oh, <laughs> that must have been delightful. I, uh, it, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be. Uh, I actually quite enjoyed it. Uh, I thought there were some pretty funny moments in it, even though a lot of people will be disgusted with those moments. I took it as they're just having fun, so let them have fun. Um, it mostly comes down to a lot of stereotypical stuff that they do there. Uh, some may find it racist, but you see it in movies all the time. Uh, as far as combat, uh, it was fun. Like It was super basic and simple. Uh, there wasn't really anything to unlock or any moves to unlock or anything like that. You just what you had is what you had throughout the whole game. Um, mostly stuck to one combo the entire time. S- stuff you'd expect. The, the the thing that hurt that game the most to me is a lack of co-op in any way, shape, or form. It's just single player only, and that hurts so much in a beat 'em up. Never uh, went in a beat 'em up at all. Um, but yeah, no, it was fun. I, I enjoyed the art style. I like getting the the big D mech suit. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah, you just run around in the in the big mech suit and just wobble everything. Uh, that was fun. You also get a cactar suit, and you throw cactus spikes at people. That was fun. But yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. A uh, very good. Um, like cartoon hand-drawn cutscenes too. Um, very impressed with those in that game. But other than that, like I said in my review, once you finish it, there's really no reason to go back because there's no different difficulty modes. There's no unlocks at all. Like it's just that. Yeah, it's kind of poopy, but not as bad as I was expecting it to be. Which is yeah, something. Yeah. Reputation alone would say you were going in for a bad time, going from the first game alone. Yeah, like I wish I had call. I wish I had call up with like the the inside the NBA team with Charles Barkley and those guys. You guys probably don't know who I'm talking about, but oh no, no, I I I did follow basketball in the late nineties. So it's, uh... ah. Yeah, like they they have the whole panel on inside the NBA where it's him, Shaq, and two other guys who were NBA players as well, except for one of them wasn't. He was just a commentator, I think. But those guys have so much fun. Like that's the only reason to watch the NBA on TNT half of the time is just for their <laughs> halftime rambles. It was great, but it'll be it would it would have been fun to have you know other NBA players as co-op partners, but we'll see. If they ever make another one, what they can do. But definitely better than the first game, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) You also um, reviewed Blast Blue Cross Tank Battle. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And good, not great, should have been great. When you're making a game with four other franchises as, like, you know, a combination mixture crossover thing. Yeah, include more than four characters from them. Yeah, the raw. I don't under like it's not a small roster. There's 20 characters, but it feels so small. 
when half yeah, of that roster that. is just Blasboo characters. And, you know, yeah, Blasboo is in the title, but that doesn't mean that when you have Persona 4 in there and RWBY and even, what's it called, uh, Under Night Inbirth, which is a newer franchise, but they have like 20 characters in their own game, only including four from those two franchises and only two from RWBY. Like, that's just insane. I couldn't, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, to me, it's just weird. But it's fun. If you've played Dragon Ball Fighters, they, it uses the exact same system that that one does. Very simple. Uh, everything, every character has the exact same button presses for moves now, just like that game does. Um, I would see a lot of tournament players being upset, especially if they've come out of Blast Blue learning how to do these hardcore combos, they won't be able to pull them off this time, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, they probably could with a little more practice. They'll, they'll essentially have to change how they play the game. Um, yeah. But yeah. it was fun. Uh, it's fully dubbed, which I was not expecting at all. Uh, since Arc System usually never dubs their games without a big publisher behind them. Uh, like Blast Blue and Guilty Gear has never really been dubbed, and this one was fully voice dubbed, which was very mm. interesting to me and very good dub too. They they got a lot of popular Japanese, or not Japanese anime voice actors. I recognize a lot of voice actors in that game. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's what you would expect from a fighting game. I personally think it should have been their Marvel versus Capcom. Arc system works at least, and it wasn't. Like it's baffling that they have this crossover with Persona and Under Night and Ruby, but why didn't they do a crossover with Guilty Gear, their second biggest franchise? Hmm. <laughs> like, why is there no Guilty Gear characters? Like, it, it's really confusing. The worst thing is a lot of the DLC characters they announced like thirty DLC characters they're going to implement into the game. So the DLC roster is already bigger than the main roster in the game. And a lot of the characters you fight that aren't even in the game. Like, you fight them in the story mode, but you can't play with them. Which just makes <laughs> me believe they're already on the disc. And you just... Yeah. Log, which is not something you want to do, because Capcom did that with Street Fighter 4, and it didn't go very well for them at all. Yeah, to say the least. Um... But yeah, it's it's fun, it's simple, um, but it's not magnificent. And I think the sprites are kind of lower res too, as well, from what I saw. Like, oh, I remember playing Blast Boot, the PS4 one that they released, though I think it was at Chrono Phantasma. Looked gorgeous. But here it looks like they took sprites from the PS3 versions of those games and used them here, like no updated sprites, which was very. Yeah. Like, you see a lot of jagged edges on a lot of the characters, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, considering considering what they can do, it's uh, disappointing. It really is. If you're like I said, you're doing a big cross fighting game, especially when your arc system works and you're essentially the leader in two D fighting games at this point. Um, I would seriously think they could do, they could have done more. Like it feels like it's not even the B team that made the game; it's like the C team because the A team is doing fighters and the B team is probably doing. A new guilty gear. Or something. <laughs> well, the B team's probably making the fires on the switch because I heard there's quite a few bugs with it. 
Yeah, I I feel like Arc System Works is stretching themselves way too thin at this point. Like they were working on fighters, they're working on Blasbury Cross Tag Battle. Now we know that they're kind of are they're working on uh, Kill a Kill now. They announced that like they're porting fighters to Switch. Like I think they're they're stretching themselves way too thin. Like I don't know how big that studio is, but it doesn't look good. Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to hear, is it, that they're doing that to themselves? Such yeah. Is. Yeah. Um, what else did I play? I I played Black Ops Three because it was free, and I deleted it the moment I finished the story. Oh, you went further than I did. I, I downloaded it, saw it 73 quid a gig, and was like, nah. I've it. downloaded it, and I've just looked at it, and I haven't actually played it yet. Well, it's kind of sad when you download it, and the first thing that pops up is buy pre-order Call of Duty 4 and get these maps free right now. And there's this big splash screen that I didn't even know how to get out of. I literally had to press almost every button to close that. Well, I must admit, the worst thing about that is, I know it sounds stupid, but... It's nice that we can get the maps from pre-ordering, but on P- Xbox and PC, the ma- you can't even get the maps at all. Yeah. Because then there's no pre-order. Uh, it's an f- exclusive thing for PlayStation. Mm. So mm. if they want the maps, they're going to have yeah. to wait until Black Ops 4 actually comes out. <laughs> so sad. So sad. Uh, but yeah, no, I can see why they don't have campaign in the next Call of Duty, because... That's probably where it started to go downhill, and I'm sure everything after that wasn't very good either, from what I hear. I um, it's like they don't. For me, I found that they just don't want to do it anymore, and it, it you can tell through what comes out. Well, like they the said only way they can get them interested is by saying, "Here, have some famous people to put in it," and that's it. That's like, well, I said there might be jury campaigns in the future. It's just not this one, so. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Well, they're they're gonna have to rework a lot of stuff because I have I don't I don't understand what happened. No, I, I nothing. Really... That's pretty much. What <laughs> they did I, nothing. I used, to, I used to buy Call of Duty just to play the campaign. I never touched the multiplayer in Call of Duty. Um, it was up. Black Ops Three was the one I stopped buying them. I never bought Black Ops Three. Uh, Ghosts was the last one I bought. And yeah. I hated the campaign in that one so much that I think it turned me off from everything else after that. And that was the end for me. Like, I wanted to buy World War II because it went back to World War II. And I loved World at War. But after talking to people and reading your review, Neil, I'm like, why? (laughs) It's World War II. How can you go wrong? This is where you started. How can you mess up where you started? I just the, the when some games got shot on for doing something a little bit different, no matter even if it is flawed, whatever you want, and it's like, and then you see the same outlets giving this a, a, a safe eight, if you will. It's like, yeah, you, I, I don't get where you're getting that number from at this point. It's, I, I don't. I just, yeah. To me, I was a campaign guy with Call of Duty. I never really cared for multiplayer, but yeah. I can see why no more single player for them. For now, I, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm very intrigued to see how badly they cock up trying to jump onto the Battle Royale train. Because if they do that wrong, then all they're left with is their own shooter, which now, because Battle Royale has become such a big thing, means that they will be the data shooter. They will be the relic now, and that will be it. 
and you know, well, everything else they're doing it, right now yeah. feels like a relic. So imagine yeah, if PUBG but, starts suing them. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just hope the battle royal thing dies just as fast as the MOBA craze did. Uh, I just, I, I don't see why people enjoy that mode. I, I personally don't enjoy it at all. I enjoy it, but not as much as other people seem to do it. Yeah, I guess. But I don't want to talk about Call of Duty. It's still sour in my mouth. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's um, going back to it with uh, World War Two after Ghosts and having that gap in between. Yeah, nothing had changed. It's like the moments that were kind of good. I think there was like uh, an espionage style level in there that was like reminded me of the ones used to get in Medal of Honor on the PS1. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, which were the good things then, and good now-ish. Bit of tension to it, but it's predictable as hell. You know that it's going to be, oh, someone's going to kind of catch you out, but they're not going to. And then when you think you've got through, someone's definitely going to find out who you are five seconds later, meaning the whole mission pointless because it ends with you getting caught out anyway. So like, yeah. what, what was the point of the stealth? What was the point of the... Ah, just stupid. Just, yeah, just um, boring, ju- dull nonsense. Yeah, just briefly, I finished Detroit: Become Human. I I did enjoy it. Uh, my my one biggest complaint in that game is the fact that the characters' personalities change so much depending on your decisions. It makes them so unbelievable to me. Like in a way, yeah, I hate the still- fact that you have so much choice. Because you build your character throughout the game, like, in one specific way. You know, like Marcus. Mm. I built him to be sympathetic towards humans and androids at the same time. Like, don't be violent. Don't do any of that stuff. And then towards the end of the game, you'll know what I'm talking about, Neil. He's, like, shooting dudes in the face. With, like, no remorse. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I can't I mean, control I, I that. avoided that, I have to say. But, uh, so I avoided that somehow. It's like, I, I did go very, very, very passive. But I tried to, but when I tried to save game. everybody, I was forced to kill dudes. And it really killed the character that I had built up to be a certain way. Yeah, the, that end, end section that you're talking about, where like everyone's choices started coming together and there's some really quickfire stuff that you're like, Straight afterwards, if you fuck it up, like, for fuck's sake, I would have done that differently. Like, um, you know, Kara thing and in that area was the first rash decision I made because time was a factor, and it's just like yeah. that. And instantly, I regretted it. But great because it works. Because in that situation, it was a rash decision. None of the options seemed like a sure bet, and yeah, made the mistake. Whatever happened? Yeah, and. And, and the biggest one that really irritated me was Connor's decision in that section where you weren't you didn't really build him up in a way to either be sympathetic for the androids and kind of become uh, what's the word that they call them when they go rogue like that? Oh yeah, deviant. Yeah, deviant. Like Damn you deviant. You, they essentially just. Okay, you you work one way or another with him throughout the whole game, and you see this kind of progression. And every time you start with him, it tells you if he's becoming more and more deviant or not, depending on your choices throughout the whole game. And then at the end, 
in that section, they're like, okay, make your choice. Do you want to be deviant or not? What the hell is that? Like, they straight up just black and white decision. Like, I wish that decision would have just happened depending on how you built him up instead of just yeah. giving you that choice. Because if I would have said, okay, don't become a deviant, everything I worked for meant nothing. It also places you in a very tricky place because uh, you're there with two of the characters you've been controlling their stories in the same section. And it puts you in a point where you have to choose to go with one of their, you know, you want to be able to save them and make sure everything was all right. And that means you kind of have to betray something of one of the characters. And yeah, so your run does get a bit soured. As you say, it makes that weird messiness to the to Connor's story, especially towards the end. Yeah, it just, so, like yeah. every decision felt black and white. And it kind of just bothered me. Like that to me, that's the biggest flaw for me personally in that game was the fact that I built my character for like 10 missions or 10 chapters a certain way. And I get to this one chapter and it's like, I make one different choice and his, their entire personality is completely different. Like to me, it just bothered me. But other than that, I enjoyed Detroit um, very much. Like I said, I enjoy all of his games to me. Uh, I still think beyond two souls is the best one that quantum dream has done. Um, just from a personal standpoint, I love the story and I love Ellen Page as an actress. So, um, yeah, and, and William <laughs> Defoe, you can't go wrong with William Defoe. <laughs> not, um, nearly, not nearly mad enough in that. That's a problem. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want my full on Norman Osborne version of uh, William Defoe if I'm going to get it. Yeah. It's um, I've played. I've been playing another game uh, for review. The review's not out yet, but it should be up probably on Monday once I get it written out. Uh, playing Anima, Gate of Memories, The Nameless Chronicles. Um, fun game. Uh, it's very. It's a hard game to dislike, and it's also a hard game to like at the same time. Like yeah. it's it's always a fifty fifty. Like, even the first game was like that. The first game was just called Anima Gate of Memories. Um, like, there's some moments in those games where it's this breathtaking visual style. The lighting is amazing. Um, it just feels great. Everything works perfect. And then the next section, you're in this dark, nasty cave, and things don't work right. The camera gets stuck on shit. Um, and it's essentially kind of the same thing here. Um but I thoroughly enjoy I'm not going to talk too much about it um, because it's a very niche title. Uh, mm. It's based on a, I, I, I think it's a, like a South American uh, D&D type of game called Anima. Uh, you'll probably see a lot of art for it from a Korean artist. Uh, he did a lot of the art for, for the books and stuff. Very gorgeous yeah. game. Very cool ideas. Uh, demons, angels, Nephilim. Uh, robots. It, it does a lot of cool stuff, but yeah, uh, this game essentially takes place during the same time as the first one in the same tower, and you play as this character called Nameless. He's, he's called Nameless because he's immortal. He's been alive for centuries, and he essentially has forgotten who he is um, because he's lived so many lives, so he, they just call him Nameless now. And hmm. 
you encounter him in the first game, you fight against him uh, because you don't really know why he's there and what he's trying to do. And this story essentially tells you his backstory, who he is and why he's in the same tower that it was called the bearer and ergo mundus were the two characters from the first game that you played as. But it's, it's a good game. Like it's real. Like every time I played it, I was like, man, this is starting to piss me off. And then (laughs) for some reason, I really enjoyed the things that pissed me off about it. It's, it's very weird to describe. Um, and it has one of the most epic final bosses I've experienced in a very long time in a video game. <laughs> um, right. Visually spectacular. Visually incredibly spectacular boss fight. Incredibly infuriating, but <laughs> spectacular. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the other two games that I played, I, I went back and started playing Killing Four 2. And I've been oh. doing a lot of co-op with uh, Chris and Tim sometimes joins us. Lots of fun still. Um, they introduced some new boss. Uh, it's like this fat clown who's got body armor, and we still can't beat him. <laughs> fat um, clown. And- Love it. Yeah, he's got like this metal armor. So you got to destroy his armor before you can damage him. And we still can't. And it's weird because like he takes a dump on the floor. Literally, he takes a dump. And his poop is green, and it like a monster comes out of it and starts chasing you and blows up. <laughs> And he also uh, poops on the ground and leaves essentially mines. If you step on it, it explodes. It's a terrible boss fight. Um, We still haven't been able to kill him because he just does so much crazy shit that just kills us so quickly. And yesterday, Chris and I actually... Yeah, Chris and I actually glitched the fight out yesterday and we spawned another one. So we had to fight two at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't end well at all for us at all. Yeah, yeah, I won't imagine. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a fun game. I enjoy it. I should it. download it's... it sometime and join you guys again. You definitely should, man. It's just waves of zombies and monsters and killer clowns, and you just try to survive until the end, and you fight the boss at the final wave. Killing um, floor two, right? Yep, it was free on PS Plus. Yeah, I really enjoyed that game. It's. Yeah. And they keep supporting it, which is cool. They just released the the summer event where you're on a steampunk airship, uh, which is pretty fun. And they introduced some robot enemies too. The like fucking rocket launchers coming out of their shoulder pads and stuff. <laughs> still, still a very fun game. Um, and the last one I started Assassin's Creed Origins because oh, yeah. I've had this huge hard on since Odyssey was announced. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I'm um, I'm so yeah. into Odyssey right now, and I if you had that it. huge hard on, I I don't want to know what Mike has right now. <laughs> <laughs> we miss you, Mike, and, but I can't and imagine. I saw it, and you know, it's now a full RPG, and it reminded me a lot of Dragon Age Inquisition now, um, and I'm all for that. And I start Origins because I heard, you know, you guys talking about Origins. It's very RPG like now, and I've played a little bit, and I'm enjoying it, like. I haven't enjoyed an Assassin's Creed since, I guess, Black Flag, really. Um, mm. And I never really finished Black Flag because I got really bored with it. But, yeah, it's great. These The changes they're making to Assassin's Creed, I think, are all for the positive at this point. Um, yeah. Definitely. And, yeah, I, I'm enjoying Origins right now. My only problem is I feel like that game was designed for the pro because I see 
videos of it and it looks amazing and then I'm playing it myself and it doesn't look as amazing and I'm assuming they're playing it on the pro. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things as well. I, I don't know, videos always seem different to me regardless. But like there are moments in that game that look really good regardless, I think. And it just you just have to sort of get into the mood of it. After a while you don't know this, I think. But yeah, it's yeah, it does have a, a bit of an oomph when you have better settings coming up. But, uh, yeah, and and I had to get used to fighting with R1 and R2 like I did in God of War, and it's still funky to me. I keep hitting square to attack, and he like dodges into the dude's attack. God damn. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I'm not too far. I just I'm probably like two hours into it. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. Even though it's like I said to me, the setting of Egypt is not my favorite. Everything is a golden color and. Not my favorite, but like I said, it really made me want to play an RPG. Odyssey did. So Origins is a good one to, to go in and see what the future of Odyssey holds, I guess. Yeah. The direction uh, they're yeah. No doubt. No doubt. So, yeah. Um, that's really all the big ones that I played. So. Splendido. Um. Yeah, I've got a few, I suppose, as well. Um, not so many reviews, but in the sense that I just end up getting a lot of games at the minute. <laughs> and <laughs> and it, just going back to stuff. Um, I mean, just before we got to E3, I had just done Onrush On and uh, Vampire, which I can't remember if we, I even talked about. I'll have to have a quick look, look back at the other, what do you call it? Unchained feed. So it will be in the thing. There'll be, yeah, I guarantee it'll probably be one of the weeks I didn't tell Ben what to write. And well, I don't think you've talked about it because it was still under the embargo, I think. Yeah, yeah, might have. Yeah, Vampire very good, had very good fun with it despite its flaws. Um, and Onrush, best racing game, isn't it? A racing game, um, basically. It's SSX tricky with cars, and that's great. Um, so that, that's all I'll say on that, in case I have said any more. Um, let's go through the list. Uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, which is obviously a, a strange little spin-off of the game that has, won't ever come out at this rate. Um, yeah, it's like a Nezira. <laughs> oh, from the way it sounds, the, the version that you're playing is going to be better than the actual game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's the weird thing. It's like that Mega Man 11 looks like the better version of Mighty Number no. 9. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of sad, really. Uh, but yeah, yes, yes. Um, yeah, that, that's quite fun. I, I quite enjoyed that. I, I mean, I have to admit, I played that on Switch, but you know, I can count it as a cross, a cross-play game <laughs> because uh, uh, you know it's on PS4 as well. Uh, what else did I play? Lots of things. Uh, I, I got PSVR, so now uh, I've got a lot of VR stuff uh, I've played in the last few weeks. Uh, highlights. I mean, PSVR Worlds is has good stuff in it. Uh, mainly, um, uh, try to, what's the weird breakout star one, the Pong star one, I should say. Uh, with the head, I can't remember what it's called now. Oh, Danger Ball, yeah, Danger Ball, and that is just great fun. It should be a whole game in itself, no, no doubt about that. And and the shark thing is is good and effective for someone who hates the ocean. And sharks <laughs> a lot. But I tried to play that and I screamed and 
threw the headset away and said no. Well, my, my son wasn't even wearing the headset and he was shouting and screaming about it. I was like, I'm the one in the damn thing. <laughs> I can't I can't stand anything underwater. So. Yeah. Uh, the rest of it's a bit hit and miss, to be honest. It's like, I mean, that space one makes me feel sick playing that. It's just uh, unfortunate. Not many games have have made me feel sick so far, which is uh, something. So, oh, you sent me. Hang on, you, I'm going to break that through. Is that a Japanese release date for yes, that game, Gary? Yes, it is. Of what? Uh, but just, hey, I'm all a depressed. release date is a release date. <laughs> hey, you can always import it. Tenth of October. Yeah, in Japanese. <laughs> I want my cheesy English voice acting. Uh, please put it out. In English, I, I've been waiting ten, 10 years at least for this game to come out. <laughs> and it's, it's just uh, one thing after another. Oh, oh, oh looking back at Akuma, I thought you said Kuma. That's why I was so confused the entire time. The oh, bear? No. Yeah, I thought the bear. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would make as much sense as anything. <laughs> I was like, uh, when did Kuma know Hadouken? <laughs> I sat here this entire time thinking. No, I can't be that stupid. I know I don't play any fighting games, but maybe he did have it at one point. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'll, I'll get on with the rest of my uh, game. Super Hot VR, I played that. That is like one of the best things I've played in VR so far. Yeah, I still need to buy Little that. I heard it's really play. good. Yeah, like unresponsive in places, but man, do you get a workout in that one. It's uh, just fucking great fun, and it makes you feel like Keanu Reeves in the late 90s with the whole slow-mo grabbing guns and shit like that are great stuff great stuff but yeah again need to be kind of not tired to play it half the time <laughs> my face my face in the front of the whole guard of the VR was all sweat at the end of it um that's definitely a thing for psvr the sweat yeah <laughs> yeah one way or the other either, either from that or because you start feeling ill from something uh um, Hustle Wings VR though that was like the opposite end of it it was really chill it's the most chill VR experience and it's very immersive because you're in these big like weird themed pool halls playing pool you can play online like that and everything it's it's so chill more fun than actual pool and you know <laughs> as long as you're drinking a bottle of beer you're fine you can drink while you do it and it's, but uh, oh, that's uh, the only problem I have with VR is it's like I get when I'm getting thirsty. It's like, want a drink? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's how I started employing straws uh, on a regular basis because yeah. it's easier. And it's like trying to sort of remember where you put stuff so you don't have to sort of take the headset off again and go, "Where is it? Oh, there it is." Okay, there it goes. But uh, yeah, that that like that that, that that playroom VR stuff was good. You know, I mean, you mentioned Gary, but they were doing that Astrobot Rescue, which is like a full oh. version of. One of the games in uh, yeah, yeah I can't wait for that game. I can't wait for it so much. Yeah, now, I, I, like yeah. I said, that, that's my favorite VR experience so far that I played, and I yeah, played and like, like that. Two <laughs> yeah, playing, playing that mini version of it in Playroom VR is really good. So yeah, I'd like more of that. Oh yeah, yeah. So, I can't wait. I just VR is really good. It's just it's. My mate bought his VR recently. And we're gonna. I'm gonna buy Farpoint next week so we can play in co-op. Oh, yeah. cool! Yes, yeah, like I love VR too, 
Yeah. I, I just feel like VR is one of those things where almost every game is identical. Yeah. At least through yeah. the viewpoint of it. Like, you you can't really do a third-person game in VR. Like, I don't even know how it would work. Um, like, it's just weird to me. Like, I would love more, like, real-time strategy games I think will work phenomenal in VR. Oh, yeah, there was well, one that's... that I reviewed a while back that was quite fun. It, was, it, was, it wasn't great, but... Yeah, I, I, to me, I just feel like VR is very limited from its point of view, which makes sense. It's... Have, you, um, have you tried Mike Biffle's volume uh, as a game on there? Because that had a VR update for free. Yeah. Like, it basically, because the game is like Metal Gear Solid VR missions normally, right? As, yeah. As a game. When it goes into the VR mode, Coda, I think they call it, is um, yeah. basically you're playing as someone else, like the enemies, uh, one of the head honchos of the enemies, like re-simulating the game you play in the normal mode. But it's all in front of you in a virtual space, it, almost like it's on a table, yeah? So you see the levels on a table, and you can tilt the table up, down, left, right, whatever, so you can get different angles like that, but it's there in front of you. So it's, it makes a very different way of playing. It's like I, I really enjoyed that the, it's a very smart way to change it up a bit. That's yeah, I think sure. I think this is why, in my personal opinion, the biggest showcase for VR is going to be Dreams. Oh yeah, Dreams is going to be mm. insane, especially if, if the creation tools have VR. Oh, they do. And from from what they told me, you can create stuff in VR, and a lot of it yeah. is a lot easier because you can use the move tools to craft yeah. and carve shit out to create whatever objects. Well, you yeah, want. you saw that um, video this week of uh, them making Sheeta's head. Uh, yeah, uh, they were using. They were using the wands in that, and that was amazing, the stuff they were doing. (laughs) Yeah, and to me, that's going to be the biggest showcase, because now anybody can make whatever VR game that they want. And if they think they can make a third-person shooter in VR, we're going to see if they can, Um, if it's even possible. Yeah. I think so far the the biggest letdown of it is just that it it can't handle 3D video very well. You know, it. It's very grainy, very like that. Even the good yeah. stuff that's really well yeah. made for it is like. I mean, if you go on YouTube, three sixty videos and stuff like that, they have to be like four K or eight K to even be like halfway presentable. I'll be honest, yeah. I love that's watching the. the thing, I... I love watching roller coaster videos in VR on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> like um, like there are game. As a result, there are like experiences that are on um, PSVR that cost money that are simply unacceptable. Yeah at the level they are um, oh believe me Chernobyl <laughs> yeah uh, did you try that Chernobyl game well not game yeah. it's like it's, it's like a tour of Chernobyl I thought that'd be interesting if that works and that it's fucking awful it's like I don't get how that passes for being anything because it's like no I, I've tried some stuff My, uh, a buddy of mine uh, he got the, the Spider-Man VR experience the Spider-Man Homecoming one yeah that was not, right uh, I don't know it was free it's, though, so wasn't it? Yeah, for free, that's fine. Yeah, if yeah. it's free, I don't mind. But the Justice League it... one, absolute trash. That's like yeah. five four ninety nine. I think. Yeah, that actually charges money. Yeah. Hey, that's at least it's trash. not as bad as the Ghostbusters one, which was like eleven quid and is like five minutes. Yeah, well, strange, trash. Stranger Things was the, the one for Stranger Things was like free. I know, but it was, that was like lame as all hell. I remember watching Angry Joe uh, when the Ghostbuster thing came out. Yeah, because it got a stealth release, didn't it? It wasn't really announced. 
I saw yeah. him on on Twitch going, "Oh my god, Ghostbusters on the store!" He's like downloaded it. Cannot it cannot uh, record. Uh, okay, so he spent like half an hour, I think it was, trying to get his recording set up so he could stream it. He was streaming the whole thing as he was setting it up. Half an hour <laughs> after finally getting it working, he beat the game in like five minutes. Wow. <laughs> wow, that would, that, yeah, that would be enough to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck that noise. Yeah. Um, but there were, going back to the game side of stuff, there was stuff that worked. And even actually, sorry, with the video stuff, there was cool stuff. Like, um, there's a sample thing of, like, uh, WWE when they went and did 3D bits for Backlash and WrestleMania. Yeah. And you, they, they are weirdly well done. And it's like, I mean... Like, and that's, like that's, said, that's fantastic. Yeah, cool. Like, I want more of that shit. Like, what they're doing with the World Cup right now. Oh, yeah. Like, I still need to... a part of the stands. And I watch keep missing that. Yeah. Anyone yeah. know where the next match is? Because I, I want to watch it. They're every day, uh, dude. There's four every, games. I miss the... Every... <laughs> It's like three games a day. <laughs> so, but yeah, the BBC usually has one or two a day, and nice. they're the ones that got the VR apps. So just just look at the BBC pictures. I think yeah, they so start that. at cool. seven AM for you. Yeah. Again, yeah. it suffers from the um, problem with the main picture view is very blurry, and grainy. Yeah. But but they know this clearly because they're up in the top. They give you like a, a plasma screen above your director's box, so you can see the game yeah. on the actual TV but it, it is kind of cool to like be able to see like all the other things you don't normally get to see whilst watching on television uh, so that's kind of cool I don't like really, really like the behind the goal view because it doesn't fit with like the director's <laughs> box approach they're giving you so it, it looks like you're like a mouse in a tunnel <laughs> behind the goal <laughs> yeah my only fear with this is they're going to catch on and they're going to start charging people for those seats until the, until to it, pretend until the quality, like they're in the game yeah until the, until the quality is is good enough. I don't think you get away with it. And then so, all of a sudden, you'll see like the stadium is empty and everybody's like at home watching it in VR instead. <laughs> uh, talking of which, now if we're going to talk bad VR games, I'm getting an echo reverb from someone. Yeah, um, yeah I can hear it. Hear myself. Yeah, um, I played a football-based VR game that uh, I've still got to put a review out. For, but I, don't, I really don't know how because it, it's so poorly made. Um, basically, what you do is your feet are the ones, but they're also how you run at the same time. So you, you have to go like uh, you know, <laughs> do a running motion with your hands, a running motion with your hands to make your feet move forward, <laughs> and you've got to fuck? turn your head. And, and do you think you and you have to stand up for this to for it to work? Yeah, and you just end up being really imbalanced by it all because you're running and moving one way in vr but you're not really going that way but your body thinks you are and then if you move like in real life move in any way shape or form you just go oh shit i'm gonna fall over and i like honestly nearly fell over so many times <laughs> okay, and then afterwards like i think i got like three touches in the entire thing and shooting is bollocks and oh my god it's I, I get that people think oh there's a way to do it there must have been a simpler thing they could have done like a penalty shootout thing or, or, or just something like that because it's awful awful stuff why could and, they just let you control it with the controller and then have it in vr with your head moving around because you'd have died i think again you know what they should have done they, they should have like come with the strap 
where you strap the move controllers to your feet and then you play like that. <laughs> do you know what I was tempted? I was tempted to do that. Have elastic bands on the back triggers because that's all you need really to kick and see what happened. But I, I guarantee I would have just flung one of them at the television or something, and it wouldn't be. But really, <laughs> your your kid comes in, you might kick him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> Playing super hot, I must have done that about four times because he, he just he just doesn't get personal space at times, and he didn't see obviously still doesn't get it. I can't see him when I'm doing it like that, and so of course you know in super hot you're having to reach out all the time to punch people or shoot people or throw stuff at people and that and yeah at times I just I'd hear this funk like that with the wand and so thankfully <laughs> thankfully the end of those are soft but like, still your cat watches you thinks you've completely gone off the deep end. It's like, who's going to feed me uh, <laughs> <laughs> The cat stays out, thankfully. So it's like, oh, is it helpful? Uh, I played, I played a bit of Resi 7 uh, in VR, which I think settings-wise is a bit of a pain in the butt, but to get it right, because otherwise the backgrounds come off really weird and blurry, but the front isn't. And yeah, can't, I, I still not quite mastered that. It's amazing how different it looks in a 3D space, though. It's just like, wow. Oh, yeah, and how much odd. easier it is to play in VR, in my opinion. Yeah. Especially yeah, when yeah, it comes I mean, to shooting, because you use your head to aim, so much easier to get those headshots. Yes, yeah, definitely agree there. Um, but definitely more atmospheric, too, because you just you, you have this weird 3D space. But those weird Capcom models, you know, character models, do kind of ruin it a little bit, because... They, they don't quite look like people, more like waxwork dummies come to life uh, in that, and more so when it's in this 3D space. But yeah, it's still enjoyable. I, I think it's not the one I, I really am looking forward to playing through properly, but uh, still, I'm, I'm glad to have tried it. Yeah, if, if, you, if you're looking for zombie stuff, Arizona Sunshine, man, I heard that's a pretty damn good one. Mm. I have it, haven't played it yet, but I heard it's fun. I'm holding out hope that um, Resi 2 Remake has a VR mode as well. Because, oh, baby. <laughs> just to actually be in Raccoon, in Raccoon Police Station, oh, man, I'd be like, that would just be a dream. <laughs> you know, at this point, I think they need to start looking at re-releasing a lot of those old Wii games for VR mm -hmm. because they're going to yeah. work. Umbrella Chronicles and Darkside Chronicles, Capcom, get your ass up on that bitch. We need to remaster yeah. that for VR right now. Go and Survivor, go. <laughs> yeah, even Sega, House of the Dead, bring that over. Time VR, Crisis. Man. Time Crisis, there you go, Time Crisis. VR will work perfectly fine. You use your body to go for cover this time instead of pressing on a button. A point um, blank. Can I get a point blank? Virtual Cop. <laughs> Bring back Virtual Cop, damn it. <laughs> Just my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. that's fair. I think those light gun games can do pretty well in VR, personally. I mean, they could, yeah. I don't know if it would ruin the difficulty on some of them, but uh, it's hard Especially to know. since you have that, that gun controller now, too, for, for VR. Yeah. It'd be awesome. It's... Um, I, another highlight, which is you know also a normal PS4 game, I don't think it'd be as good in normal PS4. Is Thumper, which is just oh cool. yeah, baby, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I very, I very much enjoyed that. 
I, I had Star Trek VR like waiting for ages just to play. It was what I had it rented before I even got the VR ready to prepare to play it. I just not got around to it. It's just like, good luck, yeah. man. Good luck. It's one of the <laughs> hardest fucking games I've ever played. That's like playing Microsoft's Flight Simulator without any tutorial. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Learn on the fly. Which is sounds sounds ironic for a Ubisoft game that they don't give you a tutorial every five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so much stuff you got to remember, man. So much. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, my wife's a trekkie. She'll she'll know. She'll know. And and you have to work together. That, that's like the best co-op game you can experience because you will fail unless you're with somebody else. Yeah. And you all have to be on the same page. Like, that is Communication 101. That's what that game is. <laughs> <laughs> so, outside of VR, um, I reviewed a couple of things and that I uh, reviewed Prey's Moon Crash DLC, which is basically a roguelike. And, yeah, it's a really good one. It, it's taken Everything, it takes everything that works in Prey, distills it down into a slightly smaller environment, but still gives you that you know, free-form action. And, and it basically requires you to save five people in this simulation so you can get the right data to take it back to find out what happened. But, but to do that, you're basically going to fail a lot, and like as you do in roguelikes. And the ultimate goal is to get all five people in one run like that so you know you'll each time you go for you might get one person to run and then get another maybe not the next one but uh and you have to find the other people as well to get there first so it's got legs in that regard and yeah there's things change up as well randomly within you know enemy placement stuff like that there's a fucking weird new enemy in the middle that's basically like some sort of well they, they call it a moon shark so that, let's leave it at that and say what it is but yeah, it's a a bastard to beat anyway, and uh, you, you kind of try, try your best to avoid it whenever it pops up. Unless yeah, it's, it's a shark that lives on the moon, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, sort of not. Yeah, it's like it's it's still one of the, the typhoon typhoon. I can't typhoon. I don't know what those fucking things are called, but yes, it's one of those aliens, and uh, yeah, still intimidating to say the least. But yeah, it's great fun to try and get through and you obviously get points for every little thing you do and you can then spend them to have like a better start the next time and give yourself more chance yeah you just learn more as you go and it's it's a lot of that i mean it's, i saw 16 quid and i thought if it's just one guy this would be a very mm, pricey for what it is considering the main game's like a tenner in most places but no, it's it's worth the money, in my opinion. It's done a great sure, job. I, I haven't found it. I've been waiting for that thing to go on sale. Can't find it at all. Have you? Wow, praise oh, like here, the here, yeah. here, the cheapest I've seen it is twenty nine ninety nine. Wow. Oh, oh man. Oh, I have to get you some uh, EU EU money, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's honestly worth it. it praise is just as much. Just I like the original. Was it on sale again recently? Liked. I think it was. I, I don't know if it still is. Because uh, like, I'm sure I saw it for a tenner. Yeah, yeah. So I said it was like nine ninety nine not long yeah. ago. Um, again, that's like a. Yeah, with this one, um, we got the 
yeah, DLC code and it was the wrong region and for me I still downloaded it so I had to I ended up buying the, the DLC myself in the end so but uh, I, I feel that's fair because you know I hadn't paid anything towards the whole game and it deserves supporting I mean, it's well, you know but, in a way it's good maybe now they release like a bundle with the DLC and I can just get that yeah yeah so I think you need to kind of play the the main game first to understand a lot of the extra stuff you know that's because a lot of the mechanics are taken over and refined i think it works better when you've had that experience of the main game which is yeah the main game is like a bit bioshock in space with more freedom i find yeah it's a it's a good fun good fun uh jurassic world evolution i played which is the basically theme park jurassic park and it's great for having fun with making dinosaurs and looking at them and inter interacting with them like that but beyond that it's, it's quite a shallow sim you know man, park management game it's there are better examples of it out there oh, but still, i was hoping yeah, for the for that jurassic park evolution i think it was called back on the pc where it was a theme park jurassic park game yeah i mean and, and then, like basically. you can purposely break the fence exactly. and the t-rex will kill everybody in the park that shit yeah, was yeah yeah you, you can do all that stuff. So, I mean, yeah but, i've been watching like, people play it looks like fun I mean, but the problem is, like I said, when there's a lot put into the managing of the dinosaurs, yeah. not so much for everything else. It's like, one, oh, how do we um, help our customers beyond the dinosaurs? I don't know, put a store there, and then another store <laughs> Some maybe. dinosaur burgers and like, dinosaur onesies. And yeah, it's just very basic, a lot of it. And to get more dinosaurs and different types, you have to send people out on research missions, and that's just the same old shit over and over again. Yeah, it's a shame, but there's enough stuff. If you love dinosaur stuff, then it's great. It's, you just get to muck around making dinosaurs and you know, accidentally leave the gate open occasionally and uh, let them go on the rampage, which is uh, always good fun. Best part of any park-based game or management game is uh, accidental, not, not accidental destruction. By the way, you were talking about the first Prey, right? Yes. No. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, the uh, first Prey is 10 quid still. <laughs> uh, prey as in um, Arcane's Prey, not uh, the Prey from the mid-2000s. <laughs> that, that's, that's well, sure. that's, I thought we want Prey 2. Get... Uh, well, prey, prey is Prey 2, essentially. It's just that uh, they've... Well, yeah, it's, it's 10 quid two. right now. Yeah. Over here, it's ten quid. What yeah. digital form? Digital, yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go then. You got an EU account? Have you got? Nope. No. Well, I have oh. a. I I have one, but I can't put money on it. <coughs> you take. Uh, I'll talk to you after the show. I'll talk to you after the show. There is ways, Gary. <laughs> there is ways. There is ways. No, but remember, he is he's in America, so ten pounds will be like a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> there's a yes. way. In Look, a drastic way. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, where were we? So yes, games. I, I played more Hitman because I finally got around to playing the um, extra DLC that came out after the release, which is the Patient Zero missions. And man, they were good fun. I like they did new stuff with those maps. Just that they can change so much with it is great. And. Yeah, it was fun to play that again. And I also got to play um, Sniper Assassin for from Hitman 2, 
which is like the now a co-op sniper game uh, where you can sort of talk to each other as you pick out targets, making sure they don't get you don't get noticed and alerting anyone while you're doing it. It's a nice spin on what they did with the last one. I think it was the last one or Absolution, one of the two where they did that. Yeah. Sounds like the Sniper Elite series where you had the um, the, uh, spotter and the sniper. The spotter, their job was literally just to go around the map trying to mark things so the person that's sniping can know where they're going. Do you remember the arcade machine that had that? Where it actually had the sniper scope. Oh, yeah. Silent scope, yeah. Yeah, silent scope. That was it. And. uh, yeah, oh, I used to love that. That's that's the sort of game I, it reminds me of as well. But you you stay in one spot, but you've got you're seeing the whole map, and it's just sort of watching what people's actions are. You've got to take out the bodyguards before you take out the main guys. And if you alert any of them, they'll go run in for the various exits. Basically, you're not allowed to let anyone at the main three leave. And there's lots of ways to make things look like accidents still, just with shots, and you can make sure people get hit. In by the way and shooting at the right time as they pass something ah oh, it's yeah great fun it just makes me happy that more hitman is coming so soon and uh yeah great stuff great great stuff i um got rise of the tomb raider finally because i thought well i, I kind of want uh, to, to play the next one i know how you so feel. <laughs> it, it's uh, at first it was like uh, i really can't be bothered with this it's just it feels a bit anticlimactic, you know. I, don't, I think it probably doesn't help that we've played the likes of Uncharted, The Lost Legacy, and Uncharted 4 since, you know, I last played the last Tomb Raider. But it, it grows on you, I know, after a while. There's some good stuff in there later on, and it's enjoyable to go around. I don't think it's great, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, but it's good, it's good fun, a good time to sort of explore around, do the tombs and stuff. But there's just too many of those instant death scenarios where it's just like ugh, where it, it's not forgiving enough I, I find it sometimes it's just like here's the button what, what? oh you're dead it's like that's it, it like, there's no response time at all it's basically die once figure it out maybe get it right the second time sort of thing that's it it just breaks the flow when those bits happen and i much prefer when you're just doing the tomb stuff and the combat yeah yeah it's on and off like i said don't enjoying it lots of stuff there to like you can dress lara up in like old tomb raider costumes so that's cool so that's good you can wear the old uh, orange puffer jacket from tomb raider 3 so yeah great 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 uh what else do we play oh, i told you this is a big list a big big list uh uh fallout 4 i started playing fallout 4 again which i think was inspired by the whole talk of 76 and i think i mentioned a few weeks ago ago it's like for some reason my old save data doesn't want to work uh with this one so i started a new run and basically because you've all the mod stuff is there now that you can use i thought well i don't care about trophies or anything so wait let's just try some mods the nighttime mod in that is brilliant that you know it proper make nighttime dark dark you know like actual real life uh, and then it stretches the days out better and storms happen and it, it really changes up the game nicely so I, I had fun re-exploring. I've gone different ways than I did the last time to places. Yeah, it's still a really fun game, and I think it deserved a lot better than it got. And clearly, not a, a vocal minority that were really, really angry about Fallout 4 because people still give a high, high shit about Fallout 
up 76. So, ain't over. And outside that, just like stuff like Super Mario Odyssey and that, which I finished and it was all right. Ooh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> My son finished it. Well, he finished it before I did because he, that's all he played at the time. But um, yeah, he, he, it's it's now become his favourite game. So he, you know, after Knack and Knack Two being his favourite games, he's at least going <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, lots of games, lots of time. There's other stuff I've got to play. I've got to play the uh, VR version of Kona. And I've got the Exorcist VR uh, to play as well. So I'm intrigued to see how they go. So, of course, with kids at home, you can't, not really the kind of thing you can play because you can't regulate what they see when you can't see what they're seeing. So it's uh, not the best thing. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I play Pez a lot. I always do. That's normal. Right, so, yeah, all the games, all them games. Um, I suppose we'll go on to the... Uh, Predictions League that so, you know we did the results of the last one and said we'd wait to do it this week. So we've got two games coming out this week that we are going to do predictions for. They are the Crew Two Electric Boogaloo and the Awesome Adventures of Captain Planet Spirit. Spirits. And first up then, the Crew Two by Ubisoft, the, which I was looking forward to, I have to say, until I played Onrush and now I'm like it just feels like any other another racer to me, and I, I, I much prefer smacking about playing SSX tricky in cars. <laughs> um, Gary, what do we think will happen with the Crew Two score? Seventy. Seventy. That's that's making bank Ubisoft score. That is all the seventy games they have usually get about. <laughs> you know, they're the hey, ones that make the money. That's the average, man. As long as you're average, you're making money. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Weirdly, that's it. Ubisoft have this sort of way of making that the actual successful money making point. Just yeah, good to them. Uh, I would say, well, if Onrush gets 77, then I think this should get less. So 74. Ben. 68. 68. <gasps> How dare wow. you be so close to me? <laughs> Wow, that's a, that's a good spread, though. Good spread. Um, so next we have the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit, which is the sort of mid episode between seasons of The Life is Strange. Um, I, we don't even know there'll be reviews for this, really, but pff, they send out early code for it, so I guess so. They're expecting it. Um, this is a tricky one because no one really knows how it will play, what's in it at all, but it, just that it will tie in with the Life is Strange universe. Which to me makes me think it will do all right scores wise. So I'm going to go 79. Ben, I think it's going to have a really dark turn. So I'm going to go with 85. 85. <laughs> it's going to be miserable. So high scores. <laughs> no, I, I totally get you. It's like, yeah. uh, I just to remember two things we can mention after this as a mini topic, if you will. But, um, Gary, what do you say? 74. 74. Good score on the doors. Right, see. Yeah, we'll find out next week if uh, they were correct. <laughs> so, um, over E3, you know, lots of stuff was happening, and you know, we, but we missed two, 
two quite significant anniversaries uh, over that time uh, at that point. Um, on June 10th, uh, which was when we had to endure some god-awful conferences, uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 went and turned 10, would you believe? It's like, just great. And uh, The Last of Us on June 14th turned 5. So, yeah, amazing that those two have had that, I mean, especially Metal Gear Solid 4, that just think of all the things that have happened in the 10 years. <laughs> Since then, it's, it's crazy. Um, I still remember playing that game, living above a pub, playing it at like, like three, four in the morning, smoking like a chimney, and uh, drinking like, yeah, the proverbial fish. Huh? You're smoking pot? No, 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 no just cigarettes. <laughs> no, that's, I, no, I had alcohol, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yes, so uh, I'm still remember it very fondly it's a as i do with every metal gear main line game to be honest says no matter what the, the the general consensus says with something i'm like yeah i really like that one that one especially just for the end stuff was the, the microwave tunnel and the big boss and well uh, and just everything also updated in that game just he was one of my favorite villains who wasn't a villain and uh yeah it, it's kind of sad that it's a very different state of there's 10 years later. Who would have thought it? Eh? Uh, 10 years later, uh, Kojima wouldn't be doing it and we don't look like we'll get a mainline Metal Gear Solid game ever again. So, yeah. And The Last of Us, you know, five years, nearly to the day that it came out, that we got mm. to see that trailer for The Last of Us 2. And it's mad. If you, I went back and looked at the um, trailers for, you know, E3 for the first game. It's like, man, night and day, night and day. And you consider how good The Last of Us looked at that point. It, it's amazing that that game is, despite its you know, high graphical value, is already looking a little dated because of, its, of what Naughty Dog can do. Yeah, so yeah, those two are nice and good ones. Any words on any of those, Gary? Oh, well, Last of Us, I've already said so much. <laughs> I think it's yeah. the best game ever made. Uh to this day, I still think that. Um, five years, wow. It actually feels like it's been a lot longer than five years, to be honest. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> it's a weird thing because it's a cross gen thing, isn't it? Where it's... If you had said, oh, Last of Us was 10 years ago, I'd be like, yeah. Man, it's been so long. Yeah, five <laughs> years seems so short. That's how long it takes Rocksteady to release a game. Uh, yeah, the same thing. <laughs> I mean, you think in that year, you know, the same, we've also turning five, or have turned five, to likes of Bioshock Infinite and Dragon's Dogma and GTA Five. You know, yeah. But wait, five years, that's as long as it takes for Rockstar to just announce a game. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> um, which points me actually, um, <coughs> in August, it'll be a. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen will be Realm Reborn will be five as well. Yeah, they'll be she doing said. an anniversary event again. They do one every year. Yeah. No, to be fair, they're not gonna have to, sorry but go too much into it, but they're never gonna beat the second year's anniversary in my opinion. That is gonna be the best thing that any game has done, really. Because what they did was they recreated their offices in the game. <laughs> and you get, you got teleported in there, and there's some of the development staff had been re regraded into NPCs. Oh, I remember that. I, was, I did yeah. that. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> cool. 
And they, uh, they basically they said there was a bug in the game, and that's why it appeared in the game. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, are, what are the things I play it? I'm sure. But yeah, Metal Gear Solid 4, same. It feels like it's been so long now. Um, yeah, the the console or the game that you bought the console for, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. You, you paid $600 to play Metal Gear Solid 4. <laughs> Oh, and um, GTA 4, to be fair, as well. But, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, back then, it was that time where this one game will sell your console, and that was the game. Hell, I remember when I bought PS- my PS3, and all I had was uh, pain for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I Yeah, I, I really enjoyed 4. Um, it's not my favorite, uh, mostly because of how it it all ends but yeah it was great to see everybody come back you know all almost every question was answered like you said your favorite villain isn't actually a villain same here uh is <laughs> the true hero <laughs> of the story <laughs> yeah uh, we man, find out just... why vamp is immortal that was pretty cool and you know in a way, I enjoyed that it was a scientific answer rather than, you know, a religious or spiritual answer. Um, which, in a way, that whole game kind of does. Except, I guess, you can talk about fortune all you want. But, uh, yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. I love the boss fights in that game. Going back to Shadow Moses, of course, every, gave everybody chills, I'm sure. Um, uh, Laughing Optimus as well was a good one. Uh, just the whole... Uh, having someone else with camo again and she was yeah the just, the, the, yeah. the camo suit mechanic i thought was brilliant oh, and yeah and you know sick. i i love the multiplayer in it i did i i had plenty of fun in the multiplayer in that game early days later mm. on it became not so much fun you know people uh, found hacks to get that working again right oh nice yeah. <laughs> doesn't surprise me but yeah, I, I don't know what Konami's doing. They should just re-release the true Metal Gear Solid collection with all Metal Gear games on the PS4. I think the problem with 4 is, of course, it's a PS3 game for and through, which means, you know, it, ha- it has to be remade properly. Because otherwise it just ain't happening. It's, uh, which means they have to get someone else to do it. Uh, um, yeah. It's if they can trust anyone else with it at this point, I think. I mean, like, they can release, you know, the Metal Gear Solid collection as well with 3 and Peace Walker and 2. <laughs> you yeah. did it on the PS3. Why can't you do it on the yeah. PS3? Yeah, oh, I, I honestly wouldn't mind that at least one more time. Just one more time so that we can take it into the next gen. Which of course, you know, we'll have backwards compatibility. Come sure. on, just look at Capcom. Do they re-release, re-release the same game, like, on the same console four times? Mm. Yeah, and, and they've been doing it right <laughs> one of the times. As I mean, we don't we know the, the Konami Silent Hill problem was that they didn't have the full code. That's why that was such a mess uh, of a, uh, a yeah. HD remake. So, but you know, they have it for this. So please make it before you lose it again. <laughs> just, because I, I, I honestly worry. Though I have uh, copies of the game, I, I kind of worry about that. My to, legacy like, collection still sealed. Ben. What? Ben. <laughs> Sacrilege. Sacrilege. <laughs> I'm going to sell it one day yeah, for like... lots of money. 
Yeah, but for me, both of those games just feel a lot older than they are. Like, I don't know what it yeah. is, yeah. but five years for Last of Us. Just so much has happened. Yeah, it's just you think when Metal Gear Solid Four came out, how much is different in just general landscape of gaming. But for me, I had I hadn't even got out with my wife or, or spoken to my wife at that point. <laughs> like, uh, I didn't have any kids. A house and none of this stuff is and yeah it's crazy and it, it just reminds me that you know when Metal Gear Solid 5 came out and I was playing that as you know, when my daughter was, was born like days afterwards and it's like going to the hospital to see her born and then coming back later that night on my own and just playing Metal Gear Solid 5 again it's just like yeah so to think so much changed between those two games and it's like, <laughs> in time and don't you don't you Give me any sass about Metal Gear Solid Five here. We've had that argument. Well, I thought <laughs> you were talking. I thought you were talking about four, not five. My bad. Four and five. Yeah. Don't worry, Neil. When she goes to college, you'll get Metal Gear Solid Six. No, you won't. If you like, yeah, yeah. When she goes to adult college, and Konami have been dissolved, and someone else has taken the license, yeah, <laughs> they're like Atari comes back and like yeah we'll make a solid six it's like what so what were the other games about <laughs> and they're like they're just making... well they're space invaders yeah, they'll gear. just make them space invaders they'll make that metal gear sequel that the america made back in the day for the nes yeah. the yeah. Non- yeah, two they'll, they'll make a sequel to that one <laughs> metal gear two snakes revenge wasn't it i think so yeah yeah Oh, I did, did, did. I am feeling yeah. sleepy. Yeah, that... <laughs> <laughs> I think that was yeah. one of the lines where in that game where they they just before they fall asleep they just say I'm feeling sleepy and then fall asleep randomly. That's <laughs> how you get past them. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to mention it when it happens, but because I just don't want to spend too much time on it. But Altered Beast is going to be 30 in August. Uh, it's just it makes me depressed that people still remember the game. At this point, so uh, including myself, <laughs> so, that's because like, they force um, it got, down our throats and everything they release. <laughs> it's like um, I got uh, um, retro gamer this month's copy uh, the other week, and it's a Mega, Mega Drive Genesis special thing, and it comes with like a bunch of stickers of Mega Drive stuff. And my daughter came up to me with the, with it, like saying, I "Want that one?" Or that one. I was like, "Oh no, no," because I'm going to keep these for me. I saw she was pointing to the um, Altered Beast Wolf head, and I was like, "Oh no." You can have that one. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> do what do what you will with that. <laughs> but yes, uh, God, yeah, I can't believe that game's so old. Yeah, I don't. I don't um, get it either. Still. I don't get it. <laughs> Such it was, a horrible. For, never a good game made with that name. <laughs> That's the worst part. Okay, so um, let's do the uh, call outs and end outs. So uh, Ben, do your fast tracking running thing. <laughs> I want to shout out to Klaus at Phoenix Down Radio. Shout out to RV and P at She Hills Eye Tank. Shout out to uh, Flyers oh, and Shinta you... at Maelstrom Radio. I also want to shout out to uh, Zyra, our stat- one of our static members on Pharmacy 14. Because you've listened to last week's podcast, if you listen to this week's podcast, give me a message and I'll buy you something on the Mog Station. You won't, uh, you won't know this until you actually listen to the podcast. So just tell me what you want on the Mog <laughs> Station and I'll buy you it. And a shout out to Alfonso. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. Excellent. I, I agree with that. Do miss a bit of Alfonso. Um, and of the other guys, of course. We, we miss our Chris and we miss our Tim. But they, they will be back on the anime podcast, which you probably heard before this, even though this is recording the day before that. <laughs> Such as the weird time traveling things of it. And here I am talking about it, even though I'm not on it. So yes, I won't be. I will return next week and uh, with, for whatever, I suppose, more, more gaming talk. Maybe something interesting will happen that isn't people whining about crossplay next week, and we can talk about that instead. That'd be great. Maybe it'd be one of the games that come out this week that really interests us somehow. We shall see. We shall see. Um, Gary, say your uh, thing. Yes. Shout out to you guys for having me on. Uh, listeners, as always, uh, of course, Chris, Tim, miss you guys, miss that you're not here. Uh, Alfonso, as always, my boy, I hope you haven't stabbed anybody this week. Um, we cannot promise nothing. (laughs) But if you have, I can't wait to hear about it. Um, (laughs) Pitch your story to some anime studio, they'll make a show out of it. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah that's about it yeah fair enough. can't complain um i'll say the usual if you, you know, happen to be on itunes and fancy giving us a review please do because it'd be nice if someone could do that and it helps um you can find us at pod unchained on the old twitter and you can email any of us at the relevant addresses and uh yeah we will be talking more playstation next week until then it, it is as ever tatty bye